Transformation Now podcast, where you'll discover and be equipped with keys from the Word of God that will pave the way to God's unlimited blessing in your life. Now, here's your host, Evangelist TJ Malkanji. off by reading um, from Daniel 6. So if you would open your Bibles with me, if not, you know, if you're like you, you're having dinner, you don't need to pull out your Bible now. I understand if you're driving, especially, you know, whatever. Um, So yeah, I'm going to start off with Daniel 6 verse 1. Uh, Here we go. Daniel 6. Darius the Mede decided to divide the kingdom into 120 provinces And he appointed a high officer to rule over each province. The king also chose Daniel and two others as administrators to supervise the high officers and protect the king's interests. Daniel soon proved himself more capable than all the other administrators and high officers. Because of Daniel's great ability, the king made plans to place him over the entire empire. Actually... I don't like this version that I got. Hold on. You know what? Give me a second, guys. Um, What I want is a different version. I meant to grab my husband's Bible, and I grabbed mine instead. Um, Okay, so hold on. I like Daniel 6. Is it on the cage? Okay, there we go. Sorry. Let's start that again. Okay, it pleased Daniel, uh, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom and over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer. Oh, thank you. That the king would suffer no laws. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm so the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against daniel concerning the kingdom but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful nor was an was there any error or fault found in him then these men said we shall not find any charge against this daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his god that's where I'll stop now. Oh, yes, I always forget to say, uh, I'm a terrible like host. If, uh, if you're watching, please like and share the broadcast so we can help get this message out to others. So, yeah, if you haven't done so already. So what I want to focus on with, uh, with what we just read, Daniel 6, I really want to focus in on Daniel having an excellent spirit. You know, what what I want to talk today about is promotion. So many times as Christians and any regular person, they desire promotion. They desire to excel. They desire to succeed. And oftentimes, you know, people just kind of bring it down to luck or chance or, you know, they, they, they might have had a great advantage in life based on, you know, their parents or whatever. And people just kind of, they, they just think that it's all random by chance. And it's not, you know, it's not the case. Um, some people think that, 
you know, there there's like a, a almost like a, a lottery in heaven, you know, that it's like, OK, let's see who's up today for for the big for the big of. You know the big win today who's who's winning who got the lucky numbers and uh here we go that's the person we're gonna choose to bless and promote today good uh good for you mary sue we're sending you on to the to the executive's office you know like that's how people think that it happens but it's just not the case as we see here you know D daniel was was uh over several people you know there was 120 provinces at that time and over over those 120 there were three and then daniel was one of the three and he he in that with all of the others he distinguished himself why why did he why was he able to get the king's attention why was he able to to command himself in a way that the king then said you know what i'm gonna put daniel above all of them he's gonna be in charge of everyone it's because he had an excellent spirit it's it's the excellence that he carried it's the diligence it's it's it wasn't by chance you know he it wasn't like he he was thrown into this and he, he came out his mother's womb and was just straight up like excellent you know oh my what a distinguished gentleman like that wasn't it he wasn't coming out of his mom's womb talking and you know serving her breakfast and all of that that just it, that wasn't the case so that's something that we have to get right off the bat right now is that I want you to understand that you are not born excellent. Excellent is not something that you're born with. It is, it is something that you choose to be. It is the, the choices that you make. The spirit of God will help you as you make the choice to be excellent. And oftentimes, you know, we think it's just it just kind of happens or, you know, and we think like, oh, well, let's just pray, pray, pray for the spirit of excellence. And that's where it stops. But that's that's, you know, you got to go beyond that. There's actions that need to be taken. You know, I find that in in Christianity and the Christian world, sometimes um, people people are very good at getting um you know, holiness down, obedience down. They, you know, they, they realize like, okay, I, I need to be, I need to walk in holiness. I need to walk in obedience. I need to walk in integrity. I need to do all these things. Um, but then they're still left. Like some of them, even, I, I tithe, you know, I even tithe. I do all the things, but they're, they're left thinking, well, where's my promotion? You know, where, where, where am I going to excel? Where, how am I going to succeed? How, where am I, you know, how am I going to get anywhere? You know, I've been at the same job for 10 plus years and I've been at the same level and, you know, I haven't really seen much advancement. I haven't seen my life moving forward the way that I want it to. And, you know, they, they just, it, it's kind of like some people get kind of lost on that. Like, what, well, where, where am I going wrong? Where is it that, I missed it because I feel like I'm following all, all, you know, all the things that I know to do, but just something is not really clicking yet. And, you know, the, so you'll have the two, you know, sometimes you'll have the two different types of Christians. You'll have the one that will see the people that are blessed 
you know, um, and we'll just say, well, th that's because they're lovers of money and, you know, they serve mammon and they don't really serve God. All they care about is money. They're obsessed with material wealth and that's all they care about on this earth. And, you know, they, they're not serving God properly. That's why they have all that they have. And others think, well, you know, oh, well, God bless that brother and sister there. You know, they God must just really love and favor them because, you know, they're it seems like they just keep prospering and prospering and they're you know, they they keep growing and God must just really love them above all of us. And, you know, they might still have a good spirit about it and just being like, you know, uh, I'm so proud of you. I'm happy for what you know, for you. But really they, they think it's just chance they think like well they must be like big time prayer warriors and that's why and they again back to they won the lottery this day you know but oftentimes i find that where people miss it is in this one simple thing is in being excellent and so often you know people will think well i mean i i, I do my work I, I i i work that's good enough um, I do my job, I get my job done, but that's not, that's not all that excellence is. People desire promotion, people desire to excel and succeed without putting in the work, without putting in the effort and the diligence. And like I said before, excellence is not something that you're born with. Diligence is not something that you're born with. It's something that you learn. It's something that uh, you, you, you can pray to God for and have him give you the spirit of excellence. We desire the spirit of excellence and we pray for it, but we also need to cooperate with him and, and move. We, it, it goes back to being obedient. It goes back to, um, doing the best in all things in whatever you, 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 you were called to do and whatever, um, your job is, you know, um, don't settle for the average. If you think that mediocrity is the best that you can be, you'll never excel. You'll never be excellent. You'll never change. You'll have no desire to change because you think, well, this is just how I've always been. And it doesn't need to be that way. You can make a decision today to say, no, you know what? I, I, I might have not been this way for you know my whole life, but I can change. I can start today in whatever level that I'm at. You know, um, I'll say decide, decide that, you know, you're, you're going to make that life, that lifestyle change. You'll never excel until you decide to make that a lifestyle and until you decide that, you know what, I don't want to be mediocre. I don't want to be just another one in the crowd where I'm forgotten, just another, just another head at my, you know, at my job, you know, just another employee, you know, it's, I'm going to give it my all. And, and oftentimes like people will just, they're, they're okay with that, but you need to make the decision saying, no, I'm not. Because God has made it clear in his, in his word that we are, we are a priesthood. We're a holy nation set apart. He has called us. He has given us an inheritance. He has blessed us. We're supposed to be rulers over the earth. And I mean, again, it's not about like the money or anything like that, but it's like, how are you supposed to carry any form of influence 
or, you know, uh, anything like that over people influence if they look at you and they don't see an excellent life. If they see somebody that's just always, you know, struggling in your day to day life, if you're struggling in, in all things, you know, whatever it is that you're going through, it's just a struggle. People are not going to care. You're not going to have any influence. And so people, people sense that you don't need to tell, like, you don't have to ask somebody if they're excellent. You can usually tell by looking at them. You can tell by, you know, their lifestyle, by their mindset, by, by the way they speak. It's all, it's all different. Like you can tell like, man, there is something different about this person. Like, and usually those type of people, they challenge you to want to be greater. They challenge you to want to do more. And so it's good. It's good to be challenged. It's good to want to, to increase, but you need to make that decision. Like, I, you know what? There are things in my life that I do need to change that we should never become, uh, be prideful where we think that we have it all together. You know, um, uh, where we think like that, this is it and that's it. I've got it all figured out and, uh, that's it. I, I'm not moving forward. It, it's not, that's not how it should be. Remember, um, uh, is that what I want to read? You know, like I was saying before in excellence, the Bible says, do you see a man diligent and skillful in his business? He shall stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. That's Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine. So diligence is what will bring you before kings. It's what will bring you before great men. You know, people think that, you know, oh, well, if I'm just here long enough, you know, eventually at my job, I'll get there. You know what? Maybe one day I'll, you know, I'll, at this job, I can just kind of do this and I'll uh, save enough money to start my own business. And, you know, in the meantime, this is just kind of just I'm just here. Or, you know, people that might if you feel called to ministry and you're in ministry, well, you know, I'm just going to pray and fast and that's all I'm really going to do. And uh, God's going to open the doors and that's it. Like that's, you know, that's that's all that they expect. But in everything, you need to be excellent. You need to you need to strive to do more. What does that look like? That means, you know, showing up to your job on time, if possible, even earlier. You know, they, I know uh, some people say that on time is late. So you know, be excellent. Do, do the things that will set you apart, that will distinguish you from the others. You know, don't, don't be that person that, you know, is, is, uh, waiting, waiting by in their car and just kind of like, all right, well, I mean, I made it here early there's tra uh, you know, there was not as much traffic today. So I made it. Eh, I got another, I got another three minutes. I'm just going to sit in the car, wait, and, uh, oh, all right, now I got 30 seconds left. I'm going to go in. And then you're just waiting, waiting for lunchtime. And then after lunch, you know, you're taking, nope, don't talk to me. Don't ask me anything right now. I am having my lunch. I have one minute left to my lunch. Talk to me then. And, you know, then, 
oh, it's five o'clock. See you later. But you're already packing your bags at 4.50. You have everything ready to go. You're, you're, you're ready to just bolt out that door because, you know, and it's, you think that like the boss doesn't notice that they do. They do. And then people like, don't be that person that is just coasting by that is just, you know what? Let me do the bare minimum, whatever I can do, just just enough so that I don't get negative attention from, you know, the boss. Like, let me just get my work done so that, you know, I don't get fired or anything. But don't ask me to do anything more. Don't ask me to, you know, to for any help. Don't talk to me, whatever else that you 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 know, you want forget about it go ask uh, go ask Jim over at uh, over at his next cubicle he's your guy don't ask me you know that's not part of my that's not part of my job that's not in my job description you can go somewhere else with that you know don't be that person what you know it or or like or like the busybody you know what I mean um I don't know. I don't know if uh, if any of you guys watch um, Seinfeld. I really personally don't care for that show. I know that there's like a lot of funny episodes, a lot of funny scenes, but a lot of them just get me so aggravated. Um, but George Costanza would be a great example of that. The guy does nothing, absolutely nothing. But as soon as the boss comes in, as soon as the boss comes in, he's, uh, oh, yes, oh, man, I'm so busy running around. I got, and the boss thinks, wow, George Costanza is such a hard worker. My goodness. And then he, there's the episode where he talks about, you know, yeah, I, uh, I actually leave my car at my job site because, uh, you know, I, I, I end up leaving. And when my boss leaves, he thinks that I'm the last one there. And when he comes into work the next morning, he thinks I'm the first one there. And uh, sometimes I'll just sleep under my desk or whatever. And then when he comes in, it's just kind of like, wow, George, you're such a hard worker. Don't be a Costanza. Don't be like that. that. People like that will never get promoted. You might... You might be thinking that you're fooling the boss, but you're not fooling God, okay? Let's just get that straight, is that promotion comes from the Lord, okay? So you you might think, oh, well, let me just put on a face. I'm just going to put on a face right now with my boss, and oh, yes, I'm super excellent. They know. They sense it. And even if they don't, God sees your heart. God, God watches all that. And it, the, the, the Bible says, like I read before, a man that is diligent and skillful in his business, seek to be the best, seek to be the best in your field and, and, and doing what nobody else is doing. Go out of your way. Try to be, be innovative you know, think about, you know, how, how can I help this place grow? Be, be that type of person that can, uh, that can just move forward without others coming and, uh, demanding it from you. You know, I'm going to read here real quick. Uh, here we go. Go to the ant, you sluggard. 
Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provision in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. You know, it, it tells us here, go to the ant. The ant has no has no leader. It, that, while the leader might be, you know, the queen might be in her, her nest, you see, I don't know if any of you have, have seen those ant hills and ants everywhere. They're diligent. They're going out. They're, they're forming their lines. They're going out. They're bringing all the food, gathering it all without supervision, without, you know, without the quote unquote boss being there watching them. That the Bible tells us, be proactive. You know, don't be that type of person where you constantly need supervision in order to be, in order to, to do your job. Be somebody that is self-motivated, that is, you know, is held accountable to yourself and to God. Because even if your boss is not seen, you know that God, God is watching. And that is how you'll be able to get promotion. Also, it's in keeping it's in keeping your heart right because if you can't if you can't work hard for somebody else's vision if you can't work hard to help somebody else in the meantime whatever it is that you're desiring from god to move forward to prosper to propel you know if you if you desire to one day open up your own business to you know to do whatever you'll never get there and if you do it could very well flop because you have not learned to be excellent in, in minor things. So God has no obligation to promote you or to even bless the, the hands the the hands the work of your hands. Because if you're not if you're not working diligently, it, it doesn't matter. You know, don't think like when when you're doing something, you know, people that are called to ministry, you know, you don't just think too that it's well, I'm just going to pray and fast. Like I said before, do something, start being proactive, ask God, what is it that you can do to advance, to move forward? And I get it, you know, like starting off in, in whatever, what, whether it's your job or the ministry, you know, that you, you, you might not have a whole lot to do right now, but in whatever level you're at, be excellent in that level and as you are you'll see promotion you'll see you'll, you'll be able to move forward step by step and as that comes as you're working you'll start seeing that that spirit of excellence and the grace comes on you to do more and as that as it does then you know god will start speaking to you okay now i want you to add this and god god is a good god he's a good he, he, he's a good master. Um, he's a good boss, you know, not just for ministry. Yes. You know, he is ultimately, he's our boss. You know, he's my boss. That's, that's the one I'm held accountable to, but you know, for you, you, you have an earthly boss, but beyond the earthly boss, think of God as your boss. And God is a good boss. He is not gonna, he's not gonna demand from you all the, uh, such high expectations at first that's gonna crush you. He's not gonna ask of you to, you know, to do what the CEOs are doing and you're just like first level um, employee or whatever. 
he's not going to ask you to start doing that yet because he knows that it will crush you. It could very well crush you if you're trying to do too much all at once. But it's in, it's in, um, it's in being diligent in whatever stage of life that you're in and however small and, you know, quote unquote, insignificant you may think it is, do it with your might, with all your might, do it to the best of your ability, because then you'll see that God will promote you. And as you increase, then, you know, you're not going to feel that work that starts coming on. Because as you start increasing and the grace to do more comes, you know, increases in your life as well, you're going to look back and you're going to think, wow, we're doing so much and I don't feel it. I don't feel it. Because there's a grace that comes on you to do it. But when, if you don't have, you know, if you don't have the mindset to, I want to work heartily onto God, you know, and, and do the best that I can, you'll never get anywhere. You'll, you won't have the grace to do it. And you'll find that you'll, you'll be tired. You'll be, you know, you'll be feeling like no energy, no nothing. Because even like it, it says here, how long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come on you like a thief. Like people, people think sometimes it's just, oh man, I, I, I must just not be lucky or whatever. I just, I got dealt a bad hand in life. You know, I don't come from a wealthy family or, you know, it's oppression you know, it's the government that's oppressing me. You know, it's this, it's the whole system. It's It's designed to keep us bound. And while that may be true to an extent, while the, the, there is an anti-Christ system trying to keep everybody bound, trying to keep it so that nobody can grow. We are not of this world. We are not, we are not uh, dictated by the systems of this world. They have no laws over it. Like in, in you know, just like Jesus, when he walked on water, gravity, the law of gravity didn't apply to us. Well, the laws, uh, you know, of, of the Antichrist spirit, the laws of this world in trying to keep us oppressed, they don't apply to us. Now, I'm not telling you go, don't go and wear your seatbelt and things like that. Don't go to the speed. Those laws, yes. But I'm saying, you know, when it's it's a demonic, a, a demonic oppression, when it's, um just wicked men trying to keep people down and trying to put laws into place that go against the word of God. Those don't apply to us. They don't because we serve a good God that no matter what others try to do, he's the one that holds everything in his hands. He holds the, he holds the whole world in his hand and nothing, no matter what the enemy tries, he can't hold you back. He can't hold you down. If you put into place the things that this word says, you, you won't, you won't, you won't stay behind. You won't be lacking because God has called you to do great things. He has promised to bless you, but it's also, it's a covenant. You know, we think that, okay, well now we're Christians. Everything's going to fall into place. No, in everything that, that is in here, it's, it's, if this is what you want, this is what you must do. You must uphold your, your part of the deal. And, you know, people, people will think that, you know, uh, I can just live however I want and that's, that's it. But it's, you can't, you'll, you will not 
advance and you'll be blaming everyone else. But it, I think it's time that we are honest with ourselves and we look, you know, excellent people make improvements, not excuses. People that are constantly making excuses as to why they can't do something, they'll never advance. Excellent people will find you know, if there's a problem, they're looking for the solution. They're looking for how can we get around this? How can we change? How can we improve? You know, what, what is it that we can, what is, you know, when they're faced with a problem, they're not like, oh, okay, uh, this is something I can't handle and I'm just going to give up, call it a day, somebody else's problem, you deal with it or just crumble away. No, Excellent people, diligent people will, you know, will say, you know what, this is a problem. What can we do? How do we advance? How do we move forward? How do we fix this? You know, like that's where you got to start being innovative. That's where you have to start um, working hard and being diligent. Like I said, it's being on time. It's looking for ideas. Be the best at everything because, you know, there are so many people out there. You need to be, you know, you need to be able to distinguish yourself from others. You know, what reason does your boss have to promote you? If you, if you're doing the same thing, same job as everybody else, you, you virtually, you don't stand out. You know, what reason would they have to say, you know what, that looks like a person I can promote. You know, you have to realize that that there there's things that you need to do and we got to stop making excuses like i was seeing here the perfect bible verse for that a lazy man says there is a lion in the road a fierce lion in the streets as a door turns on its hinges so does a lazy man on his bed the lazy man buries his hand why is can my husband's thing like be quiet here sorry guys all the dinging in the computer still but anyways uh it says the lazy man buries his hand uh no let me go back there is a line on the road a fierce line in the streets as a door turns on his hinges so does a lazy man on his bed the lazy man buries his hand in the bowl it wearies him to bring it back to his mouth the lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men that can answer sensibly proverbs 26 that's a person that's always, always making excuses. Even if something looks like it could have been, e either they're making up the craziest excuses or whether there was something that was valid, you're not looking for the answer. You know, uh, uh, oh, the lazy man is just, oh, I'm not going to go out today. You know, there could be a lion somewhere. There, there, there's definitely a lion somewhere. So I'm just going to stay inside because that's what's safe. That's what's, you know, that's what I feel like doing today. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to get up out of bed because, you know, I'm tired and, you know, all of this. And I just, there, there's really nothing. I don't want to go to work today. I'm just going to make, I'm just going to call the boss. I'm going to call in sick. I'm going to, I'm going to call in a personal day just because, or, you know, I can't wait for my next vacation. You know, don't, and it says the lazy man is wise in his own eyes. He, he thinks he's wise. He thinks he has it all together. You know, he, he knows the answer to it all. And, and as to, you know, he's making excuses for everything. Like, well, I am poor because, you know, my family, this is our lineage. And, you know, they were, 
they were farmers before and then so i i never was able to excel because that's all i know and they're prideful people are these are people that are prideful where they're being like they think they have it all figured out that if they're given advice they're not going to take it because they think well no i i know the answer you you really don't and a person that is prideful and hard-headed and stiff-necked they you know they they won't advance they won't because god also looks at the heart you know that that's another point to all of this is integrity you know um we often think that uh you know in order to advance you know the world the world will often say you know, let's do shady things in order to, to, you know, it's okay to cut some corners. It's okay to cheat some people uh, here and there. It's okay to, you know, whatever we can. But it's about what God also looks at, like I said before, is the heart, it's the intentions. That is something that also made Daniel stand apart. With here, it, it, you know, the, the, they, they were looking and they said, well, what is it that, you know, what, let's look into Daniel's life. What is it that we can do to bring him down? What is it that, you know, we, we can find to, to make him fall? Because we see that he, he's excellent. He has favor with the king. He has all this, you know, he's been promoted. But surely there's something in his life that we can catch him on. You know, and pe my, people might say that about you. Surely, you know, we can catch them embezzling. Maybe they've been embezzling money. Let's look into their finances. You know, the accountant, uh, maybe he's he's been scratching a little bit off the top or whatever. He has access to the bank accounts or, you know, uh, who, who have they been cheating anyone? Are they having an affair? You know, let, let's find out so we can ruin their reputation so we can get them to 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 fall and and. Uh, we can bring it before the king and we can say, look, this person that you promoted, they're not so clean after all. Yeah, I know he's a good worker, but this person is a lying, filthy, thieving, murderer, adulterer. And you need to get rid of him immediately because otherwise that's going to tarnish your image. I mean, what would you, you know, that's how the world thinks is that they think in order to reach the top they have to step on others that you got to look to, you know, we don't do things by the world standards. We're not going to start, you know, cheating our taxes, lying on our taxes or whatever, because, you know, we, we want to make sure we keep a little more on our in, in our pockets. We're not going to start stepping over people because that's important. God is looking at it. How do you treat people? Do you treat people, you know, as human beings with you know, with a destiny from God, with, you know, um, with a purpose, do you treat people well? Do, do you treat them with sincerity? Or do you have ulterior motives where you're, you're trying to get close to people because you're trying to use them as a stepping stone? Where you're just, you know what, I need to get to this certain place. So let me kind of use them as a catalyst to advance myself, to move forward. You know, uh, what is it that I can do? What is it that I can do? How can, how can I most benefit from you? You know, people don't be the person that just wants to take, 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 give, be that person. Blessed are those, blessed are those that give, 
You know, it's more blessed to give than to receive. And it comes to even in that, in how you treat people and in, in your business, all of it. It's you're, you're realizing, you know, I'm a servant at the end of the day. I'm going to be excellent in everything that I do, but I'm fir first and foremost, a servant of God. And I'm going to, I'm going to treat people. Well, I'm going to have a pure heart. I'm going to be clean. I'm going to make sure my integrity is right. And, and I'm honoring God first and foremost, above, above anything else. No, no, it doesn't matter who I'm around. Doesn't matter who's not around for that matter. Um, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, you know, what people see, what they're doing. I'm not going to change who I am in order to please someone else or to do what everyone else is doing so I can advance myself. I'm not going to start using people in order to advance myself, you know, and that's, that's what God is looking at as well is what, what does your heart, what is your, what is your heart before the Lord? What is your heart posture? You know, is it, is it just thinking about how I can increase, how I can, how I can get rich and how I can, you know, God will not bless your efforts if you have an impure heart, impure motives, because, you know, he, he has no, he has no obligation to bless that. God will look at the heart. God will look at all those things. And, uh, here, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that, knowing that, that's from the Lord. What, uh, knowing that's from the Lord, you'll receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Colossians 3, 23 to 24. You know, you have to have integrity. You have to have that because without it, you can only go so far. By the world standards, you, you see people all the time that are advancing and moving forward and have all kinds of riches because, you know, they, they, they cut corners. They did this and they did that. And um, some of them sold their souls to the devil in order to get all the success that they have. But at the end of the day, their efforts can only take them so far. There's a cap. There's a limit to it. And even if they don't get justice here on earth, they will get it when they stand before the king of kings. And they, they, they will be dealt a harsh blow if they don't repent. You know, and you'll oftentimes people, people think like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, move forward and I'll, I'm going to do all the things to increase. But if you look at them, you know, there are people that will say, oh, but see, Th those people don't serve the Lord and they're rich. They're, they got it all together. Look at the houses, look at the cars, look at, you know, look at the boats, look at all that they have. Look at the life, lavish lifestyle that they live. Okay. That's all good and dandy, but I guarantee you that if you look at their hearts, they're stressed, they're wicked. Some of them might be wicked people, maybe not all, but I guarantee you they're, they don't, you know, all the money, all of that they're depressed. There's no fulfillment. They have all the things, but just something doesn't feel right. You know, it's just, it's, they, they, if you really were to, if they were to maybe be honest with themselves, I mean, if they haven't had such a seared conscious at that point, if they haven't gone completely numb to, you know, to the works of the, like, maybe if, if they haven't given themselves over fully to the Lord, I guarantee that if you talk to some of them that, you know, they might say, I'm, 
you know what, to be honest, I'm not very proud of the things that I've done to get here. You know, I've, I've stepped on people. I've, I've, I've neglected my family to be here. Uh, you know, I've, I've thrown my family away at this point. They left because all I cared about was money, 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 and doing this and, and then growing and increasing and being the best that I can be and all of that. But when you do it God's way, do you realize that he gives you wealth without sorrow? He makes it so that all the things that the world strives for and, and seeks for, he, as you work diligently, as you um, are excellent and you prove yourself to the Lord time and time again, that you're working hard, that you're, you're, you're following the principles of the Bible, that you know, you're being obedient to him, you're living a holy, sinless lifestyle, that you're 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 walking in integrity you're honoring your family you know you're you're honoring your your pastors the church all of that you're honoring god and he sees that all of that combined you're tithing you're giving your offerings all of that combined it's impossible for you to stay small it's impossible for you to stay at the same level as you keep you know as you keep just working hard and pushing forward you know, God, God doesn't want you. It says here, he has an inheritance as your reward. He has things that he wants to bless you with as you work heartily unto the Lord and not just for man. You know, don't think, you know, your boss, hour, don't think that you're working just for your boss. Your ultimate, like I said before, your ultimate person that you're working for is the Lord. He's looking. Maybe your boss doesn't see what you're doing. But God sees, God sees when you're honoring him. God sees all the late, you know, the late nights that you're spending putting in the work, put, you know, or early mornings, whatever it may be. He sees the little things that you're doing to try and increase, you know, to try and grow, to try and, and be the best without anybody having to tell you to be, but you're just, I, I have that drive in me to do more. I have the drive in me to, you know, I don't want to settle for, for being another common person, for being mediocre. I know God has more for me. I got, I know God has, you know, wants to prosper me. So I'm going to do everything that's laid out in scripture to do it, to get there. And, you know, like I said, don't cut corners. Integrity to God is so important. He looks, man may look at the outward appearance, but he looks at the heart. So again, Work hard, but have a pure heart. Now, you know, just for an example, Samson and Joseph, take these two men. Which one would you say is the strongest? You'd probably say Samson, definitely. I mean, Samson uh, killed, killed Philistines with the, just the jaw of a donkey. He, he killed a thousand men. And then afterwards, he, he knocked down these two pillars. He, man, he was, a, he was a wild monster. He was a beast. He, you know, the Philistines couldn't mess with him because he, he was the strongest man alive. But if you really, if you were to ask God, I, I'm sure looking at the heart, I'd say Joseph. I'd say Joseph was the strongest man out of both of them. Samson might have been strong physically, but Joseph was strong spiritually. He was strong uh, in integrity. 
that in all things he he upheld the the word of the lord he he carried himself in such a way that was honorable to god where he had many opportunities throughout his lifetime to curse god to turn away from god to say you know i did i did everything right i did you know i i i worked i worked hard i believed the vision and in you know this is the thanks i get i'm sold into slavery then i'm thrown into prison and you know over false rumors all you know just for sharing my dreams and my visions but he was strong he was he was a strong man because uh you see potiphar potiphar's wife she came to daniel uh not daniel she came to joseph several times sleep with me sleep with me he said far be it from me that i should sin against my master and my god that i should do this wicked thing and at one point, her coming to him naked with a towel on, whatever, he sees that as a man, shoot, I'm, I don't know, you know, what, what goes on through people's mind. What did he do? Nope, still doesn't matter. I'm running the other way, running far away with a naked woman standing in front of him have nobody around nobody would have known oh man like he, he could have said man this is my golden opportunity nobody's around i mean she's throwing herself at me what am i to do i'm just a man no he said i don't care i don't care my heart is my heart's desire is to please god to live to live a sinless life to to be without reproof before the lord and he ran it got him into trouble anyways because you know she lied about it all but she he he had integrity he was a strong man uh uh samson <laughs> he 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 gave himself up in front of a, a woman that was fully dressed was willing to give it all up well you know <clears throat> a stupid man foolish man like seriously guy like i think about it sometimes i'm like she literally asked you your secret like several times over and each time you gave her a fake secret she would go and do that thing to see like if you had lost your power and you're still like oh because she had her her little face going oh, samson you don't love me you lied to me if you love me you tell me that you're an idiot dude like you're seriously dumb you like you fell for that like if anything i would have been like um actually that was a test and you failed because you just tried to tie me up and and you thought that i was gonna lose my power so clearly you're using me like i don't get how like thinking with the wrong head over here i'm sorry if that term offends anyone but you know it, it I maybe I shouldn't have said that that was uh probably uh not the right term to use but anyways still the guy was not very bright it's you were willing to give up the anointing you were willing to give up God's favor on your life to give up to give up everything that God has blessed you with over a woman like yeah man it's like I don't get that so it, it, when you look at that, it's about the integrity. It's about, you know, how you strive to be the best in every, every area of your life. Strive to be the best husband. Strive to be the best wife. Strive to be the best son or daughter. 
you know, work, you know, do things even in your, in, in your own, um, in, in your own life outside of work, work on being the best in everything and being the best father and being the best mother that you can be. You know, it even, um, beforehand in Colossians where I had read before, if you look at just above, it gives instructions as to wives, how they should act, how husbands should act, you know, how fathers should act towards their children, how children should behave towards, um, towards their parents, so there, there's all these little things as to um, being excellent and carrying that, that integrity. It should fall over into every area of your life. And God will see that. God notices that, you know. Um, so that's extremely important. In Titus 2, it says, show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. In your, in your teaching, show integrity and dignity. You know, you... You can't expect God to bless you if you're not going to be, um, if you're not going to have a pure heart and have, you know, the right motives. And you can ask God, Lord, search out my heart, purify my heart. If there's anything, you know, wrong in me, if I have impure motives, show me and help me to change that, clean my heart, purify it. Because at, at the end of the day, our ultimate goal is to please him. It's to make it to heaven. You know, God, does God want to bless you on earth with prosperity and riches? Yes, absolutely he does. But is that the end goal? No, that is not. That is not why God saved you. God did not save you to be rich on earth. God did not save you so that you can, you know, uh, have all of this. Is it a benefit of salvation, of being redeemed? Yes, you know, God wants to prosper, but whether you're rich or you're poor, it does, that doesn't matter at the end of it all. It's where was your heart? Where, you know, how did you serve the Lord? Were you obedient? Were you, you know, were you walking in holiness and righteousness? You know, that like, I don't want it to ever make it seem like, you know, I, I've heard people say, well, you know, prosperity preachers, um, and, and again, this is not a prosperity message, but you want to take it that way whatever but you know i've heard people say well you know prosperity preachers make it seem like if you're not rich then you have no faith it has nothing to do with that it ha it's all about it has nothing to do with the faith you can say i am i have faith that i'm gonna be rich all i want all you want but unless you're taking the principles of scriptures you're never gonna get there and what you also need to look at don't look at where you are right now Look at where God will take you. I, I guarantee you that if you're a born again believer, God has given you visions and dreams. God has put something in your heart that you know was not simply your own desire there, but you know, it was God that placed it there. And you know that, you know, what again, whether it's towards ministry or a business or just you know, whatever it may be, if you want to start up just your own, your own family business, you know, you have, you have a passion, you have a talent that you have, you know, you have a skill that you, you're, you're really good at it, that people are always like, man, how do you do that? Like, I don't, I don't have the ability to do that. That thing just comes naturally to you. You know, that could very well be a God-given talent, a God-given gift to help you, you know, give you something so you can work with that. And God, God will bring you higher. But, you know, don't look at where you are. Look at where you're going. 
have that be don't be discouraged now and thinking well if i'm like this now this is where i'm gonna be forever it doesn't have to be i mean unless you're like 86 years old and you know you you know that your time you know i'm not gonna say your time is you're still young you still got you still got a lot of breath in you you still have many souls to win but you know, it, it doesn't matter. You, you, it doesn't matter what age you're at. I, I'm pretty sure like Colonel Sanders, he didn't get the idea for, for uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken to start making chickens until he was like either in his 50s or 60s. He, he found something that he loved to do that he was good at. And he started the business later on in life. And he became rich. He became wealthy. He didn't, you know, he didn't say, well, I've come this far. I'm just, I'm going to settle. No, he, he did. He, he, he found something that he was good at, something that he loved doing. And he, 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 he just took on, took off and used that excellence to do it. And thankfully he got saved. So I'm sure that helped him to advance even more because you know then as he started walking with the lord i'm sure he 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 started tithing he started you know um giving from the business and so god god expanded him even further but that's what i'm saying don't look at where you are don't look at it and be discouraged god if you have breath in your lungs god is not done with you there's still time to change that your only enemy the only enemy of progress in your life is yourself. Nobody can stop you but yourself. It, you know, it, it, the enemy can't stop you. The, you know, the world system can't stop you. And so if you, if you have breath in your lungs, you have a health, you know, you're healthy and able and you're able to get up and, and work, God will bless the work of your hands. You know, I, like like I was saying before is don't despise, don't despise the days of small beginning. You know, I'll even say for us, you know, when, when TJ and I started off in the ministry, like right after we got married, nobody knew us. No, I mean, I still find people really don't know us. So like, thankfully now God has brought us to a higher level. And some people are, you know, we've, we've come now before great men where we're like, this could only be God. Like, people that God has made connections with it. It's only God. Cause we could never do that in ourselves, but you know, starting off that it, that's just, it, it was just us. It was just me and him. We lived, we lived in his parents' basement because we had no money. We negative account and stuff. And, um, we, we had nothing. No, we didn't have any open doors. We didn't have anything, um, because people didn't really know. Um, I think that he, he did have like one, if, if anything, like maybe the first year of ministry, he might've had like maybe three open doors, you know, and we didn't give up because we knew that God, God gave us both a, a vision and a dream. And we knew to where we were heading right now. It may have looked completely different. It may have it may have looked like the complete opposite of what we were seeing in our spirits. But we knew, you know what? We may be here right now, but I see what we see where we're going. We see the vision placed in us, you know, that God placed in our hearts and in our spirits. We know where we're going. And so even though we're, we're 
at the lowest point right now. Nobody knows us. No money in the bank account. No home of our own. You know, we're going to we're going to do our best to to do whatever we can. And for the time being, it really was just praying and fasting and reading the word, getting it um uh, getting it into our spirit, you know, gaining that knowledge and wisdom in the time so that we could be ready in season and out of season. Um, it really was just at that point, because there wasn't much, there wasn't work for us to do. We do, we did the little that we knew we could do. We did everything, whatever we knew to do, we did and stuff because that, that was where we were at. And then, you know, uh, and as we as we remained faithful in that, as you know, and when he would get an open door to preach, he didn't treat it as just, oh, you know, this 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 is great and all, but this is such a small church. There's only 20 people. I mean, I've gotten visions from the Lord that I'm gonna preach to multitudes. You know, I'm gonna preach to 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 stadiums and of people this is so below me. It's, it's having also that heart attitude. It's, you know, you're not going off saying, you know, this is below me. I, 20 people, fine, whatever. I'll just kind of get there and whip something up. And no, he never treated it that way. He went in, whether there was five people or, and that's happened before where we gone in and there's really not many people there. It, that didn't matter the amount of people he always gave it his all he studied even more like he all he was always in the word and still is always studying but he would study hard get a word from the lord go in there and preach it as you see him preaching now with with that fire. you think that's something he just started doing no he's always preached like that and people will be like man why why are you shouting like that why like maybe calm down grab a stool sit down take off your shoes like we're just a few people this is a casual you know like casual setting let's just just let's have fun here or whatever you know he didn't treat it that way because he knew that this was serious. The pulpit is not a game. The The holy word of God is not a game. It's not something to be treated with lightly. So every opportunity he, he got, he, tr he treated it as if he was preaching to the multitudes. He didn't come in here with, oh, okay, whatever. He, he, every single mindset was there is somebody in that pew today that needs deliverance. There is somebody in that pew today that, you know, that is hurting that if, if, if God doesn't pull through for them, then there's no solution. You know, he treated as, you know, there's somebody in that pew today that needs healing. Even if it's, even if I'm going there for one person, it's worth it. And I'm giving it my all as if I am preaching to millions. And God saw that God, I really truly believe that God saw that God honored that. And that's why he has increased us. And we're, we're not where we're going to be, uh, already. There's always, there's always increase. There's always, there's always, um, more in the Lord. There's always more work to be done. But as you see in each level that we were faithful, God was able to trust us with more. So we were able to do more and, and the wind of God was behind us to get more done and not feel it, not to feel overwhelmed that now we're looking at it. And I'm like, man, how, how does this 
like how are we like the place that we are right now is only god because you know it just it, it was by being faithful by being diligent you know that we went from living in the basement and then we had our first little apartment where we did the broadcast in the little extra room with i hung up curtains on the wall with literally like duct tape i duct tape the, the curtains on the wall to try and create a cool little set and stuff you know in a tiny room where we were like squished and had the camera angled in a certain way um and 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 having that and having that little setup to to try and you know what we might not have much to our name right now we might not have much going on but we're gonna do the best that we can with what little we have and then you know what we might not have this major production right now but somebody blessed us with enough money to buy a camera and we it was not the most expensive camera it was not the greatest quality camera but it was what we could afford at the time that we went out there we got the camera and we're gonna live stream and it was me there even if there was not many people at the church we would go get there early set up the, the live stream and i you know just start panning the cameras and like we didn't have this major production but it was just God, with the little that we have, we're going to be do our best to be excellent. We're going to serve you wholeheartedly. We're going to do the best we can to get the word out there and just be diligent. And now, like going from that to, to you know, me, doing these things by ourselves, you know, to the point where before it, it was me and TJ doing the packages and stuff. It was just everything, the, the taxes, the, you know, the bookkeeping, the, you know, all the stuff that goes behind it, the, you know, the thumbnails, the editing of videos, the creating videos, all of this, you know, all of what makes a ministry to grow we were doing it all on our own. We were there and we're, we're not going to despise the days of small beginning. We're going to work with what we have. We're going to, you know, we might not look, be a mega ministry right now, but we're going to walk as though we are. We're going to have the mindset as, as though we are because that's that's the direction we're heading in and we're not going to be discouraged by what we're seeing around us. We're going to do what we know to do to advance. And God blessed our efforts. God, God saw our heart in it where we could have complained. We could have murmured. We could have said, you know what? This isn't bringing any money. You know, I could have been that wife where I said, TJ, we're married now. You know, uh, I, I don't want to live in your parents' basement. You need to go get a job. You, you need to go get a job because I couldn't work at the time um, being a, a, you know, waiting for my permanent residency card to come in Canada. Like we could have done the whole, you know what? We need to get our own place. You need to get out, get a job and stuff. And, and it would have ended right there. Our ministry would have never taken off. We would have never gone anywhere because so many times people would even think like, you know, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing all day? Why don't you go get a job? Like, are you, are you just twiddling your thumbs? You playing video games all day without seeing the stuff that was going in uh, behind the scenes. You know, they were not seeing the dedication that was going on at home, the, you know, the work that he was putting into it and, and all of that. They weren't seeing that. But the one that was seeing it was God. And that's why I really strongly feel that we've been we've been to a place now where it's like looking at it. And I'm like, how are we here where we have two two team members 
um, on board with us. Just now for the summer, we have um, a few interns at the new office. Like we have a studio space now and it's like, you know, it's not this major thing, this major studio, but for what we need right now, it's perfect. It's the perfect size for what we need and where we're at without, you know, you know, and that's also one thing about being excellent is being good steward of your finances and remembering that especially now it's not our finances, it's God's finances. So being a good steward of that. And we've always been a, a good steward of God's money. I mean, because we're like, we're gonna this, we're gonna treasure it, like not treasure the money. No, but it's like, we treasure the calling, we treasure the anointing on our lives. And we don't ever want to abuse it. We don't ever want to, you know, um, do something that doesn't please God. But we're going to be good stewards of the finances God has given us. And we're going to just let him increase us as we work. And that's where people, I think, sometimes they think like, well, God is just going to do it all. No, it takes your cooperation. And so now look at, I'm like, we, the fact that I'm like, we have a studio now, like well, there's all of this and there's so much work to be done. The traveling schedule has picked up like crazy, but as you like i was like i was saying before the grace comes on you to now now i look at it i'm like we have two kids a third on the way um you know dealing with just everyday day-to-day stuff you know cleaning the house doing laundry feeding the kids you know but then also going to the studio to take care of things there and traveling like and the natural with this, the you know, again, we're not anywhere where we want to be yet. So I'm not complaining because we know that there are greater men of God with far higher um, work, busy work schedule. Um, so that's not what I'm saying. But it's like it, it's easy to say, oh, I do so much. I'm so tired. And, you know, we do so much. It's just oh, it's overwhelming. But no, because God is behind you, there's a grace to do it. It's like the wind of God blows you and you don't feel it. It, it, you, it's like you can do it with a cheerful heart and you do it well, because it's like God is giving you the grace to move forward. And I know that he has entrusted us with this ministry, has entrusted us with this vision. So we're not going to take it lightly. We're going to, we're going to move forward. We're going to do the best that we can. And so, you know, it's the same for you. It, 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 what, wherever you find yourself, don't think of it as, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to give up and whatnot. Don't grumble during this time. Be faithful in the little so that God can trust you with more. You know, if, if you can't be trusted with another man's, uh, another man's um, vision or um what he has with his work. How can God trust you with your own? God will not be able to trust you to do what you have in your heart to do if you can't serve another faithfully and cheerfully and sit under that vision. And so that's where it comes down to in, 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 in terms of integrity and having a pure heart, a clean heart. It's not murmuring. It's not giving up. It's not just complaining about it, but do the best that you can you know, at all times, because God sees it. God is watching your every move, your every step. You know, uh, there's even a, a story that I heard someone, it's, it's a true story. Um, y'all know, y'all, oh gosh, um, Michelangelo, when he did the Sistine Chapel, 
and beautiful, beautiful artwork up in the ceiling. It's a whole attraction still to this day where everybody goes to see it because it's just so detailed, so well done and so like, wow, it's impressive, you know, it, it, it stands out from the rest, you know, and how he would do it is he would he would lie down on his back on a scaffold and he would just paint on his back like on the on the ceiling. And uh, so there's a story that says um, one day one of his uh, one of his workers was looking for him and they were they went into the chapel, the Sistine Chapel, and they were like, well, Michelangelo, like, like Michael, where are you? And then they're like, I'm busy. And then she, the person's like, what? So then they go behind and he's all the way behind the, the, the chapel, behind a pillar in this really dark area like that you, you really couldn't see. People weren't going there. And he had, he had a paintbrush in his mouth, another paint, paintbrush in his hand with the palette, you know, with the palette in hand, drawing. He was, he was, he was doing the feathers, putting the details on the feather of the angels, the little angel, and just going off and, and doing the, you know, the putting the feathers on the angel and the person comes in and it's dark. You can't even really see anything. And they're like, what, what are you doing over there? He's like, I'm, I'm painting. He's like, but why are you doing that? You know? No, you're all the way behind the church, behind a small pillar where it's dark. Nobody, nobody's walking over here. Nobody's going to see it. And you're here putting the minor details on the wings of the angel. Why go through all that trouble? Why are you like, why would you do that when nobody's going to see this? And without, without skipping a beat, he goes, but God will see it. God sees it. And that has to be our heart attitude, our heart's posture in everything that we do is in realizing that man might not see what I'm doing, but God does. And, you know, it, it goes beyond just, you know, OK, I'm going to uh, uh, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to read. Yes, you need all of that without that base, without being faithful and holy to the word of God. Like I said before, you're not going to advance. But it's are you working diligently? You know, even if you're a stay at home mom and you're just a wife, are you giving it your all? Are you doing are you and, and I don't I don't mean just because that there is never a just because that's a big work that is, you know, that's that's huge. You know, you're, you're raising your children when you're not giving your children up to the for this world system. And uh, so I, I call myself a stay at home mom because that's what I am. And I happen to also travel and, you know, with my husband and evangelize, I am, you know, I guess it's like, I always find it weird and say evangelist carry, like, I don't call myself that anyways. Um, so it's like in everything, just be, be hardworking and diligent because God is looking at in, in, in everything because he's the one that's given you everything that you have. And he wants to know that he can entrust you with more. Um, and just remember, you know, like I was going back before, the soul of the of the lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. 
So if you're lazy, you can have all the desires you want. You can think, oh, I want the car. I want the house. I want, you know, you, you can covet everything that everyone else has. But if you're lazy and you're not, you're not putting in the work, you're not being diligent, you're, you know, you're literally just doing the bare minimum to get by so you don't get fired just so you can keep your paycheck. God will not honor that. It's you have to be, you have to put in the work. It, you know, it, it's a diligent man. A diligent man shall be made rich. And you have nobody else to blame but yourself. And you know what? Like I, I read the scriptures, you know, because I find you have to read the scriptures and words in its in its own don't really matter. You know, my words don't matter. You can get all the self-help, self-help, self-help books or whatever, get rich quick books and put all the, put all the stuff into play. But if you don't, you know, and most of them, they've taken scripture, they, they've taken principles from the word of God. So if you're not putting these things into practice in just being diligent, you have nobody to blame but yourself when life is not going the way that you want it to be. God, God desires to prosper you. God desires to, to bless you while you're on earth, not just when you get to heaven, but while you're on earth. But it says here, God does not take, you know, doesn't do well to that. The lazy, the soul of the lazy man desires and has nothing. You can desire all you want, but until you get, until you get working, you won't have it. And uh, here, Paul, Paul even says in 2 Thessalonians, for even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. If a man will not work, he shall not eat. We hear that some among you are idle. They are not busy. They are busy bodies. Such people we command and urge in the Lord Jesus Christ to settle down and earn the, earn the bread they eat. So you can't expect to, to even eat. Paul tells us, you got to work. You know, th th I find that that's sometimes something that gets um, forgotten. You know, when people talk about, you know, tithe. Yes, you should tithe tithe off of everything that you make because God is the one that gave that to you in the first place. A hundred percent of what you have belongs to God. So if he is just asking you for 10%, do it, be obedient to show him that your heart is not tied to money. The ones that complain about the tithes are the ones whose heart is tied to money. But once you release that and you know that I don't serve manmen, that's when God knows that he can trust you with money because it's not in your heart. It's in your hand. It's a tool. That's all that money is. It's a tool to get things done, to get the work of the Lord done, to, you know, to all of it. It's just a tool. But, it, you know, when people have it in their heart, that's where it becomes a problem. And so, you know, people want, want the best. They want, a, they want promotion. They want to excel. And they don't want to be excellent. They don't want to be diligent. You know, being excellent is just doing small things diligently and um, consistently that, some pe that people do just sometimes and occasionally. Do the thing consistently and you will grow. You will advance because some people, they take it and they'll do it occasionally. Those people will not amount to anything. 
So if you want to grow in the Lord today, if you want to excel, if you want to, to, to move forward, like put these principles into action, you know, make it a lifestyle, change your mindset that you don't have to stay where you are. You don't have to, to, to remain there. Doesn't matter, you know, what your family looks like. Doesn't matter, uh, you know, if everybody in your family has always been, has always been poor or just in the middle class or you don't have to remain there. You don't. You can be the first one to break out. And you'll have probably people saying, what are you doing? Who are you trying to impress? What, you know, what people trying to bring you down. Don't let them bring you down. Do what you know. Be single-minded. Be focused on, on what you know to do. Focus yourself on the Lord and the work of God and be excellent. And God will promote you. Amen. So I'm going to call it a day. I, I pray that, the, that you received something from this today. Um, I, I, I really pray that you, you know, that some of you saw it and you're like, you know what? There are a few things in my life that I need to change. And, you know, that I find that that can be like the worst thing. You know, people, you know, as ministers, it's like oftentimes people will shy away from bringing out these scriptures and to just say anything as because they don't want to offend anyone. They don't want to, um, you know, they, they don't want to say things that could come off wrong and say, well, I mean, I can't call somebody lazy because that's rude. And if I tell them that, you know, if they're in poverty, it's really because they're lazy and I don't want them to get offended. That's so like selfish. That's so, that's so terrible because again, this, Bible has the key to to unlock everything in your life. It has the power of salvation first and foremost. It has the power to set you free from healing. It has uh, not from healing. What am I talking about? You don't want to be set free from healing. You want healing, you know. But you, you, it has the power to set you free from sickness and disease. It has the power to set you free from depression. It has the power to set you free from bondage and and the attacks of the enemy. But then when it comes to money and and advancing in life. Oh, no, I'm going to shy away because even the, the things that I mentioned, most people shy away from. They just like to talk about the nice things about, you know, just the love of God. But it's like this is the key to set people free. God doesn't God delights in the prosperity of his servants. He doesn't want to see his children begging for bread. He doesn't want to see his children, you know, going paycheck to paycheck, struggling you know, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. God owns all, all the cattle on a thousand hill. He owns all the silver, all the gold. He wants to get it into your hands. He doesn't. Why is it that the rich, you know, the wicked can prosper. But the moment a Christian starts to prosper, they're demon possessed. You know, they serve the devil. No, where is that in scripture? Like, my, like, I'm not going to fully get into it. All. I'm not going to get into it at all because, you know, I'm, I said I'm coming to a close. But my husband preached last week on, you know, biblical prosperity. But it's, you know, it's in unlocking these keys and telling people the truth that will set them free. You know, how selfish. That's what I never understand is when 
when people go off and they're full on like, oh, these prosperity preachers, they're, they, all they care about is money. All they care about is this. Oh, they have impure hearts and this and that. And they have all the negative things to say. Like, how dare you? You know, and it's like, what? I, I mean, I get it. that There are people that take it to the extreme. But like my husband said even last week, with everything, people take anything from the Bible to the extreme. And, and it, it can be said for anything in life, I mean, towards healing, towards faith, towards, I mean, there's really, um, you, there's no such thing as hyper faith of having too much faith, but people can twist the message of faith and twist, twist the message of healing, twist the message of prosperity and everything that, but it's like, I, I just don't get it. That like blows my mind when people get mad at you for telling them that God wants to bless you. God wants to prosper you. How dare you turn, in, turn into Greta Thunberg? How dare you? You stolen my childhood. It's like, I, it's like I just insulted their mother and kicked their cat and punched their child in the face. Like, I'm telling you, God wants to bless you. I'm giving you secrets and keys to what the word of God says so that you don't have to be poor the rest of your life. You don't have to be begging. And you're mad at me for that because I'm telling you that there's work that needs to be done. There's things on that re God requires from you in order to get there. Like, what? Like, I'd understand if, you know, as the preacher, I said, you know, I am the mighty woman of God. I am her, his servant. Uh, you know, he has bestowed me with this anointing. Therefore, I must prosper and be rich. And you peasants, you followers must remain poor the rest of your lives. And you must give all that you earn, all that you work for, all that your hard work and money that you've gained. You must give it to me. Throw it at my feet so I can build my castle, build my house, so that I can have the 20 cars and, you know, the the yacht and the airplanes and this and the that, because I need to have this lifestyle because I'm the chosen one and you're just a peasant. I'd understand, shoot, if people got mad at that. And if, you know, as a preacher, we're saying, you know, that we need to advance, but you, you you need to stay poor like i'd understand that i'd actually understand if you were if people were getting mad at that but like we're literally telling you that god wants to prosper you god doesn't want you being poor and if you're getting offended at that then you have you have a heart issue that you need to check out man like seriously and uh if your heart is tied to money then that there's your issue but don't go off saying that everybody that has money that their heart is tied to money no you know because not everybody that has money has their heart tied to it you know it's possible to have money and have pure motives and have a pure heart and you know like all of that to just to love the lord to it, it's possible to be a servant of the Lord God, Jesus Christ, to be the servant of the Lord and to have a pure heart, to walk in holiness, to have pure motives and still 
be wealthy and have material blessings. Stay connected with us by visiting us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching at TJ Malkanji or visit us online www.salvationnow.ca. God bless you and until next time.